What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hi, I'm Holly Madison. I'm Bridget Marquardt. And we are here to talk to you about our show, The Girls Next Door, and I'm nervous. Are you? I'm a little bit nervous too. I'm nervous to rewatch the episodes, not so much to talk about it. Yeah, you're in for it because I've already watched a few after 15 years of not seeing them. And I, the first three were kind of traumatic, I have to say. Like, I just hated watching myself. I looked at myself and I thought, she's a fucking zombie. Oh no. And I know what made me a zombie, but not everybody else does. So we have to give you guys a prequel. We have to go back to when we first got involved with Playboy, before we even moved into the mansion, how we got there, what we went through. Because Bridget and I lived there for like three and a half years before the cameras even started rolling. And there was a lot that went on. So when I see myself in this first episode, I, I know what conditioned me to be the way I was. And I feel like you guys need to know that before we jump in. Yeah, well not not only was so much did so much going in that three and a half years that we spent at the mansion before Girls Next Door, so much happened to even get us to that point originally. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's crazy. I think my journey started when I was like four. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, how old were you and when did you first decide I wanna be in Playboy? I mean, literally, it was like four. And people are probably like, wait, what? You don't decide that at four. But because my dad had the magazine subscription, so the magazines were laying around. And even though, like, I kind of knew that they were my dad's magazines and not really for me to look at, I would sneak peeks at them and stuff. And I just thought that the girls were so beautiful in there. Like, I didn't see it as nudity or sexual or anything like that. Like, I just thought, oh, they're so pretty and I want to be like that someday. Absolutely. Like Playboy used to be like the top men's magazine in the world. And being a playmate or being in Playboy was really like the height of what it meant to be like a desirable, like glamorous, sexy woman. So when you're young and you're looking at those pictures, it almost seems like wanting to be Miss America or something like that. Yeah, totally. And I remember seeing pictures of the playmates and they used to run Playboy commercials when I was little on TV, like late night. And they would show clips from like the playmate videos and the women just always looked beautiful. They looked beautiful and they looked like they were having fun. Mm -hmm. And so many of them, you know, use that as a as a jump off point to do other things. And so it just seemed like the, the perfect thing. Absolutely. When we were younger, there were like three or four playmates or people who came from Playboy who were really, really famous. Pamela Anderson, Anna Nicole Smith, Jenny McCarthy, even Carmen Electra. Yeah. And it just looked like that's kind of what you needed to do if you wanted to be that kind of celebrity because they all kind of got their start in Playboy. You know, in reality, there are 12 Playmates a year and how many can you name over 50 years of 12 Playmates a year? Right. So it's not necessarily like the most effective stepping stone, but it seemed like it from a distance because you see all these women and they all have this common denominator of like starting out in Playboy. So it made me think, oh, that's the stepping stone to doing that. Well, the other thing that makes it seem so... Uh, what do you what do you call it like attainable is because they put that bio sheet in there and they show pictures of these girls mm -hmm. when they were younger when they were in high school when they were little kids and stuff and you think oh my gosh that she kind of looks like me like she's just yeah. average and normal like there's she wasn't like some crazy star to begin with like she looks you know, they made her into this. Absolutely. Like the pictures always showed like, I mean, they were all beautiful women, but of the pictures course. from when they were younger were like more awkward and like gawky looking. So you could look at that and think, oh, I could become this too. Mm -hmm. And there was always kind of a story that went along with the Playmate layout of like, oh, here's this small town girl and now she's coming to Hollywood. So it kind of seemed like that was the place to go if you wanted to be 
that girl. Like yeah. now, if you want to do that, all you have to do is hop on YouTube, do some makeup tutorials so you know how to do your makeup. You know, we have front-facing cameras now and like the ring lights with the remotes and social media so you can like create your own platform. And if you're lucky, maybe you'll get noticed. But back then, there was nothing like that. So nothing. if you wanted to be like that kind of like sexy girl who gets a lot of attention, you had to do it through somebody else's platform. Yeah. And I mean, I did pageants and stuff too. It wasn't like I was 100% focused on just Playboy, but I really wanted Playboy. I liked the freedom and the the liberties that it seemed to have as opposed to like the pageant system. You know what else kind of appealed to me about the Playmate layouts? And just so you guys know, back when Playboy was a magazine, each issue had like three pictorials. There would be like the celebrity pictorial, which is what was usually on the cover. There would be what they'd call the minor pictorial, which, which was like a woman who was like interesting in some way, but maybe not known. Or it would be like a bunch of naked people who all had like one common theme and then there would be like the playmate centerfold pictorial and that's kind of like the iconic one where there was one every month and they had like the fold out centerfold and there would be like a playmate of the year but that was the pictorial that really interested me and one of the things I loved about it was the pictorials were always so like cute and themed yes. like they were always themed after like where the girl was from or what she wanted to do for a living or some kind of fantasy and I love a fucking theme and I know you do too yes. so just everything about those pictorials really appealed to me they were so cute I mean no they they paid attention to every detail the clothes the props the decorations I mean everything was so so cute and the girl just happened to be naked and that didn't bother me absolutely no me either like it was definitely edgy like I definitely yeah. knew it was something that like oh when everybody in my small town finds out about this they'll be talking for a little bit yes. but it wasn't that big of a deal like it wasn't that racy it was kind of looked at as if you were to do like a nude scene in a movie yeah it was classy yeah it wasn't like embarrassing you know sure. I mean maybe for some people but, oh, but well I'm sure there are some people who would say no that's very embarrassing but I didn't think of it that way not my at all. family didn't think of it that way yeah I thought of it as really aspirational yeah and even like in my town like um there was a there was a woman who was the weather lady and people like talked about her had been in, she had been in Playboy mm -hmm. and people weren't like like giving her dirty looks or talking yeah. bad about it it was like this cool thing oh yeah. babe, by the way Christine Hansen was uh in Playboy and people thought it was like cool and I thought if she can do it so can I yeah and you used to work at a video store right where they would like go to Playboy events or something yeah it's weird there were I feel like there were just these weird signs my whole life it's not like my whole life I was sitting there going Playboy I need to do Playboy how can I get into Playboy but it always kind of I feel like came back into my life so like like I said since I was four I was aware mm -hmm. of it and thought oh someday I want to do that but never really really thought I would be doing that yeah but wanted to and th wanted to be like that anyway and then like in high school there would be like guys that were like oh you should do that and they would have like the pictorials hanging in their rooms I don't know if you knew guys that did that too uh -huh. but they would like pull the centerfolds out and like hang them up like posters and stuff and then yeah then I started working at the video store and we had an adult section that had um you know adult films and stuff but a lot of them were the playmate films too which were just the, they go along with the centerfold and the girls have to do this like I don't know I think it's only like 30 minute video but it kind of goes with their pictorial yeah and those they were lit to look so gorgeous like nobody looked like that back then I feel like even movie stars didn't look like that back then yeah they were just so pretty they were beautiful they were and they they looked like they were so much fun like I, I would watch some of those and be like oh my gosh this is so fun I remember this girl roller skating I remember another one like having paint and a ladder and getting paint all mm -hmm. over herself like I I thought they were really cute and then um there were also these other videos that were put out by Playboy that were called wet and wild videos and I'm sure they were more a little more uh, pornographic <laughs> yeah. maybe I don't know I I can say I didn't watch them but they would have these giant wet and wild parties um, that Playboy would throw at for the video distributors and so m the owners of this video store would go to these crazy parties and they would come back and they would tell me these wild stories about the wet and wild party and how much fun it was what exactly is a wet and wild party like is it at a pool or like what's going it's on? It's not necessarily a lot of lube. No, I don't think I don't think it had anything to do with that. I was never there, but I only just saw pictures and it looked like it was kind of like a Playboy party, but mm -hmm. 
but that was just the brand like the sub brand like yeah yeah but it looked like there was like playmates there that would sign autographs for them and stuff and they were very classy high-end parties you know open bar and like I think it was to sell these movies and stuff and to like schmooze the video people but um they would have so much fun and they would talk about how amazing Playboy was and how beautiful the girls were and I kind of you know told them that oh I would love to do that someday and um and they were like oh you totally should they were like super supportive so I just feel like things kept kind of coming to my life that were pointing me back to that direction oh yeah I felt like that too just things started coming up and I felt like too like being from a small town it kind of seemed like being a playmate is not just a stepping stone into the entertainment industry but like a stepping stone to LA like I remember when I was younger reading Jenny McCarthy's book and she was talking about how when she posed for Playboy for her it was like a way to get to LA and a way to get into show business because we didn't have as many resources back then as we do now with like social media and online things you know there were no like online auditions or YouTube to put yourself on or anything like that so you had to go to New York or LA if you wanted to make it and that's expensive for somebody from a small town who doesn't know anybody in the city yeah and I wouldn't even know where to go or how to get an appointment or anything like I looked I tried Mm -hmm. I tried I even wrote a letter and the only address I could find, I made my mom buy a Playboy magazine so I could like try and find an address or see if there was any way to submit or anything like that. There was nothing. The only address I could find was the Chicago publishing address. So I wrote a letter to them on like <laughs> pink paper and I thought it was so cute and stuff. And I'm like, I know I'm not 18 yet, but as soon as I turn 18, <laughs> like I really want to do this. And um, I never heard back and I just like took it as like a... Do you think maybe they're not allowed to write back if you're underage though? I wouldn't think so. <laughs> But at the time, I thought, oh. Might be like solicitation or grooming. Right now, I think that. But at the time, I was like. We don't think it when you're young. That's the whole thing about grooming is we all think we're bad bitches when we're like teenagers. (laughs) And we think we know everything. Yeah, well, I just thought they could at least send me the information for when I do turn 18. But I heard nothing. It was just crickets. And also, I think you should tell everybody like what you were studying and what you were doing before you even tried out for Playboy because I think there's kind of a misconception that, you know, like when my book first came out, people don't say this so much now, but when it first came out, I would get like some of the negative feedback I got was like, these girls are just lazy. They just moved into the mansion because they don't want to work. They're so lazy. And I know that for you and I, like we were always so goal oriented with everything we did. So what were you doing before you even tried out? Well, I was, um, I had moved on. I was working as a medical assistant at a cardiology office, um, full time. And I was going to school at night. Uh, I graduated with my bachelor's degree in public relations. Um, it was communications with an emphasis in public relations. And then I went on to get my master's degree. And I know even when you were at the mansion, I remember you telling me like about other... Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Dreams you had and other plans you had. Like I remember you had this cute idea where like you wanted to be Miss October and then you wanted to open up a chain of like haunted houses or Halloween stores. Is it too late for that? It's it's (laughs) definitely not. I mean, maybe the Miss October part. Did you know they don't even have playmates anymore? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was on um, the Nick Vile podcast and they looked it up because we were curious. We're like, do they even do that? Because I know it's not still a magazine. It's kind of like OnlyFans now, but they don't even have Playmates anymore. They don't even have like a Playmate of the Month. The last one was like right before the pandemic. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Like I never thought, it was such an institution back in the day. I never thought there would be a day where they weren't publishing Playmates, honestly. I know. Because I remember they used to joke about like, you know, 
one day like a playmate's daughter like Victoria's daughter Therese or something one day being a playmate and it never occurred to me that that wouldn't be an option down the road yeah because it was such an institution at the time yeah but I think it started really um slowing down after we right after we left and I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not attributing that to yeah. us necessarily but I just noticed that all of a sudden there was like double issues like they would skip yeah. a month like I remember um when the twins were in that double issue right after we were left they were talking about it on girls next door like oh it's so cool it's a double issue and I'm like that's not a good thing for a magazine no. when you have to combine that's that's like the death toll yeah. the death knell or whatever they yeah call it. but we'll get to all that <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves so what made you try out initially? Because they were doing a search for the Millennium Playmate. Yeah. So um, I, like I said, I had tried to reach out, didn't know. I wasn't really putting too much thought into it. Obviously, I would love to do that. But like, I don't know how to get a hold of them or do anything. And if you guys are wondering, like, why didn't I just look it up online? Because it didn't exist. Like, Oh, yeah. We have to establish the internet was a baby back then. Like, there wasn't anything to look up no there definitely wasn't uh any way to find out information like there is today on how to apply or even like what the proper address is or anything like that so it was just like you like had to know somebody as far as I knew or you had to like have an agent or something I knew a lot of girls who had agents who hooked them up with things to get into like playboy the um special edition stuff Mm -hmm. and things like that oh that's the other thing I was doing like uh spokes modeling on the side for like Jack Daniels Mm -hmm. and Budweiser and and things like that you know where you dress in the cute little uh Budweiser dress and you go to like the fair and you're like a monster energy girl yeah I did monster I did a monster too and I did a couple I did a whole (laughs) bunch of things I was even the corona girl once and um uh there were some girls that I did that with who had gone who had tested for Playboy and were talking about Playboy and I was thinking oh my gosh so these guys they could be my maybe they could give me information girl they were not giving up any <gasps> details and they once gatekeepers they found, yes and once they found out that I was even interested in doing anything like that they like hated on me it was I was just like whoa okay that was a preview of the toxicity to come <laughs> I think so but I just thought that was just you know small town and they didn't yeah. want to like give away their you know contacts in any way so I was like okay fine I guess I have to do this on my own but um but yeah so then one day uh I checked the mail and there was this black plastic like thing in our mail with a magazine in it. Oh yeah, they used to come, the magazine used to come sent to your house in a plastic bag that was like printed black so nobody could see what it was. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean it was super obvious that it was a Playboy. If you move the plastic around you could see that it was Playboy. So I was like, that's weird. Why did we get a Playboy sent here? So I opened it up and I started flipping through it and there is um, a thing in there saying that the they're looking for the Millennium Playmate and if you think you have what it takes, like contact this number and I was super excited it's so weird how you had a random magazine with that ad sent to your house because sometimes I look back on my experiences and I just feel like it has such a fated quality like it was just meant to be I mean not that every experience associated with it was positive but life is never supposed to be like that anyway yeah but it's just weird how these little events kind of fall into place I want to ask you, before you tested or anything, what did you know about Hef? I knew nothing. And people are going to think this is weird because um, he's such a – he has such a, a look and people really know about him. But honestly, I knew nothing about Hef or the lifestyle at all. At all. All I knew is that these pictorials, and I wanted to do that, I skipped those hanging with Hef pages. Like, I never even looked at that stuff. I just went straight for, like, what does the pictorial look like? And um, I I just knew nothing. And I I even remember making a joke one time, somebody saying, what are you going to do when you see Hef? And I I said, oh, I don't even think I would recognize him. 
And they were like, what? That's not possible. Um, of course you would recognize him. And now I look back and think, what? That's not possible. Of course you would recognize yeah. him. But really at that time, I just didn't even like, like I didn't even know about the smoking jacket and pajama. Like I just didn't know anything. Well, he was very retro. Right at that moment, he was very retro because he hadn't really like come out from his marriage with his new girlfriends yet and doing like all the publicity with like the seven girlfriends and stuff. So he was very much a figure of the past. Yeah. And that's all I thought. Like, I just thought, mm, I, I thought nothing really of him. Yeah, I didn't know much about him either until I started like going to the parties and the buffet movies and stuff. And what I did know about him, it was because he used to show documentaries about himself sometimes as the movie night, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds crazy. But like, even if you wanted to know something about somebody, like we said before, like there was nothing on the internet back then. Like if I wanted to Google Hugh Hefner back then, it would have been like his bio on playboy.com. Like there wouldn't have been like a whole Reddit page about girls who'd gone up to the mansion and what they experienced. Because I hate it when people want to like chime in in the comments and be like, any of those girls talking about their experiences should have known what they were getting into. It's like... Yeah, you guys know because I talked about it in my book seven years ago. But there wasn't stuff like that back then. Like all I knew about Hef was he was kind of like a controversial figure and lived an unconventional lifestyle. But he very much seemed like respectable and mainstream at that point. And just like he was a nice guy. That was kind of the image. Yeah, I just thought he was married with kids and whatever he had done like in the past, like, you know, that was crazy or whatever was like the past. Like I didn't even... At this point, where we're at right now, I did not even know that he was like dating or anything, nothing. So let's get to the Millennium Playmate search. So this was back in 1999 and we were about to hit the year 2000. I'm laughing because I feel like if you're younger and can't remember this, this would just seem so funny. But this was like back when everybody thought that every computer in the world was going to fail because of like the two digit date year date system they had set up. Remember they thought every computer was going to fail on New Year's Eve and that we would have, we need to stock up on food. (laughs) So people thought shit was going to go down. Right. But anyway, so Playboy decided they wanted for the January 2000 issue, they wanted a really special playmate. They wanted the Millennium Playmate. So they were going to do this search and they've done searches for like anniversary issues before. And it was like a cross country search where this bus, like this pimped out RV would go around to different cities and girls would show up and have their picture taken on the bus to try out for Playmate. So tell me about your experience. Well, so I get this weird magazine, not weird magazine, I get this weird, but it's mysterious Playboy magazine sent to our house. There's a casting call in it, and I noticed that they're going to be in San Francisco, and I lived at this time in the East Bay area, so I was like, oh, that's pretty close to me, and I was so nervous. I was like, I have to call, though. I have to. This is the only opportunity I'd ever seen to, like, do this, and, um... I mean, I was so nervous to call. I think I thought like an actual person was going to answer the phone and be like, um, hi, Playboy. And I was going to have to like talk to somebody because I was like freaking out and po- I was putting it off. And then finally I got up the nerve to call and it was a voicemail. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, thanks for calling the Playboy casting call. Um, if you're, you know, calling about San Francisco, like press one or whatever. It's like, whatever and then they um they just scheduled it like electronically on the phone Mm -hmm. so I was like okay so I had a date to go um and I I remember it said just bring bring a swimsuit and heels so I wore this little yellow dress with little sunflowers on it and I took I don't even know why this grosses me out when I see the snapshots now and I don't know what I was thinking at the time but I wore a silver bikini and silver shoes and I feel like a silver bikini is so unattractive and not have you seen the new skims ads though no it's kim kardashian she has like this metallic skims bikini and it's like a you would love the ads they're like 80s retro beverly hills trophy wife look oh well that sounds cute but mine i feel like was not cute (laughs) and it was silver and it was metallic maybe it's in style now but like i it was not cute and i don't i i had a million swimsuits i don't even know why i picked that one (laughs) 
I still kick myself to this day. But anyway, I drive to San Francisco. It's at the um, Weston St. Francis Hotel, which is a beautiful hotel and haunted. For those of you who know, I love haunted stuff. <laughs> and uh, there's signs when you get there. And I just felt like it was so cool. I mean, it was such a beautiful hotel. And the doormen are like, oh, hi. And they open the door. And there's like... Wait, not to interrupt, but is that the hotel where like this is like old Hollywood stuff? Because that's what I'm a geek Are you about. Say fatty Arbuckle? Yes, the Fatty Arbuckle yeah. murder. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that. Hell- yeah. Okay. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, like Bridget loves spooky stuff, and I love old Hollywood stuff, so that is going to be coming up randomly. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so you're at this really cool hotel, beautiful hotel, and I follow the signs. It says Playboy casting to the elevator up to this uh, amazing like presidential suite. And I can hear voices coming out of it. And they go around the corner. And there's probably like, um, I don't know, eight girls sitting in like the living room area of it. But there's probably another, I don't know, five, six, seven people like doing stuff. Like um, one girl was checking everybody in. Another one, uh, people were at a busy at a table doing stuff on whatever so I go and I check in they hand me like a whole bunch of paperwork like I felt like I was at the doctor's office <laughs> I sit down and I'm filling out the paperwork and I was just I was just like my chest was my heart was beating out of my chest like I was so scared and then um the a girl walked out of like the bedroom area and then the photographer walked out and she's in a robe and she goes in the bathroom changes and he comes down and he says I just wanted one thing to tell all of you guys. So we're going to, when we do the photo shoot, we're going to be doing it in the bedroom. I was going to say, can we back up bedroom area? Yeah. (laughs) So the photo shoot like was in the bedroom area. So like everybody was sitting in the living room and then there's like a dining room area. That's because it's a huge suite, you know? So then there's like a closed door with like the bedroom area in it. um, And that's where they were. Waiting on a tax return. Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio doing the photo so there's privacy and stuff so the photographer comes out and he's like so I just want to go over what's going to be happening in the in the other room I'm going to call you in once one at a time we're going to do some photos in the bikinis I am going to ask you to take your top off now and I was like (gasps) it had never never occurred to me that I was going to have to take my top off girl I am right there with you I don't want to get into my experience too much until after you've told yours but same I I was absolutely in shock and that might sound so stupid to anybody listening because hello you're there for play auditioning for playboy but I just thought that if I was going to take my top off that would come later if they liked what they saw in these photos that's exactly what I thought I thought because they said bring a bikini so I thought oh they're gonna take bikini pictures and if they like what you see they'll call you back for like a real playmate test or something yes so it did never once occur to me and I had not thought about doing that yet because here's another thing I want to I want to tell you youngins out there. Nobody was sexting back then. Like we didn't have camera phones. Like it wasn't like casual to take a nude. So like yeah, we wanted to pose for Playmate and that involved getting naked, but it's kind of for this thing that you think is like prestigious and a stepping stone and you're going to get paid for it. It's worth it. The thought of possibly having a topless photo out there yeah. and not getting the Money. what you wanted out of it. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. And so, um, and he's like, so uh, you don't have to take your top off. This is the photographer still talking to us. He's like, you guys don't have to take your top off. It doesn't matter to me whether you do or not, but I am going to ask you and you need to know whether you're going to do that before you go in. I can't sit there and help you make your mind up once you're in there. So decide now if you're going to do it or not. 
Do you think somebody had a meltdown? Yes. Oh my God. I think absolutely somebody was like, what do you mean take my top off? <laughs> no way. And and then they had to have a whole discussion about it in there. And he was like, so just doesn't matter to me either way. Just know what you're going to do before you come in that room. Well, I st- I went in that room and still didn't know what I was going to do. And I was like, the whole time I was, he was taking photos, I was like, am I going to? Am I go- not going to? And it was all very, very professional. Um, you know, when my turn came, I was in there. I, we, we did some photos like kneeling on the bed and uh standing by the dresser and and then and then he said the words all right want to go ahead and take your top off and I was like (gasps) and I just took a big deep breath and (laughs) took it off and threw it on the bed and and he made me feel so comfortable and so beautiful like he was like oh the he had me pose next to the window and like pulling my hair back and he was like it's so beautiful he even stopped what he was doing to show me on the viewfinder like how pretty he thought the photos were turning out so that made me feel a little more at ease and I I just kind of got comfortable I won't say I was 100% comfortable like I was still a little bit feeling exposed but I um I felt really good about it and then when I like put my bathing suit top back on and walked back out I felt really good and uh I still had a whole bunch more paperwork to fill out I hadn't fill it filled it all out yet so I sat back down I was back in my clothes again and I was finishing filling out the paperwork and this woman walked in and she has a very distinct look and I knew exactly who it was I know who you're gonna say her name is Marilyn Grabowski yes she was the editor of the photo editor of Playboy magazine and she is a larger than life character she is like the Miranda Priestly from Devil Wears Prada like she's that she's very intimidating she's very intimidating and I was like oh <gasps> I, I totally knew who that was, and I just was like trying to keep my head down in my paperwork and like f- filling it out and everything. And she kind of scanned the room, and she, after scanning the room, she walked right over to me, and I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Like the, just like the like I can feel the tension again right now, like the anxiety. And she was like, and she held her hand out and she said, "Hi, I'm Marilyn Grabowski," and I said, "Oh, hi, I'm um, I'm Bridget." And she was like, "Oh, it's so nice to meet you. You're a very pretty girl." And I said, "Oh, thank you." And she said, "Well, good luck today." And I said, "Oh, thanks so much." And I was like, just so nervous. I didn't even know what to do, and I just like kept writing my stuff and finishing it. But I felt like that was a really she didn't go up to anybody else. Yeah. So I felt like that was a really good sign. So I left there. I swear I was walking three feet off the ground. Like I was just like on a cloud. Like so excited. So excited. Yeah, Marilyn was really good at making a model feel special and at ease and everything. Like she was this larger than life character that had like really high standards at the workplace and you know, things like that. Yeah. And you know what's cool too? They gave out these little dog tags. Did you get dog tags? And it said Playboy 2000 on it and it had like the mud flap girl, but it was a Playboy bunny girl. You know what I did? And I forgot all about that until you mentioned it. And it surprises me that I don't still have that. Cause I, feel I found like, mine recently. Oh really? Yeah. I feel like that would have been a souvenir I would have held on to and probably just got lost over the years. Yeah. hundred percent. Like when I I found it again I was like oh my god this is like so special this is the start of everything right here so you know what's so weird is I tried out for the Millennium Playmate search too and there's some odd parallels with our story so I go to try out and my tryouts were on the pimped out tour bus they weren't in the hotel room and the tour bus was like parked in like a hotel parking lot or something and I went in my waitressing uniform because I was going to work right after. And underneath it, I was wearing a bikini because I told you to bring a bikini. And I didn't even own like a good bikini. So I had to go buy one. And I bought a metallic silver bikini. That is just so weird. Of all, the, of all the bikinis, of it's all the colors. So weird. of all the. <laughs> it's weird. So I stepped onto the bus and we're all sitting in like the living room area. And it's me and like two other women waiting to try out. And the photographer comes out and like, asked us to say a little bit about ourselves and why we were interested in posing for Playboy. And at least one of the other women were looking at me with like daggers. Like, I don't think because they thought I was like hot or competition, but like, who is this nerd? So when it was my turn to go back, I'm taking, he's taking Polaroids and, you know, in the bikini and he goes, okay, so take off your top now. And I froze because I, I like you, like you thought, I thought I would go there and it would be bikini pictures. And if they liked what they saw from there, they'd invite you back for a more professional shoot. So I was like, uh, 
And I kind of felt like I had to do it or they would never consider me. So yes. I go, um, if I take the pictures, can you make a note that you guys don't use the pictures unless I'm picked for Playmate? And he looked at me like I was the biggest weirdo. Like that probably disqualified me right then and there. And he was like, uh, okay, I'll make a note. So he made a little note on my packet, which was probably like, get this bitch out of here. And I was like, I was satisfied. So I took the topless pictures and left. DQ, disqualified. I know. <laughs> and no surprise, never heard anything from them after that. But oh. that was my <laughs> Millennium Playmate experience. But you got to test. So tell yes, me what that so was like. So I did hear back. Um, it was like two weeks after I tested. Well, I just want to go back to what you were saying about the other girls in the room too. I, I feel like I got lucky and I didn't, unless I just tuned it out I don't remember anybody like being like sending daggers or like I felt like everyone was very supportive of each other and like I think I was a little more in tune because there were only three of us on the bus oh. at the time it was like me well, and you're on a small bus yeah we're so in it's a like big awkward room. and yeah. you have to go around and say something about yourself which everybody fucking hates doing that like nobody I don't think likes we that. did any of that <laughs> you know it's also is very um Boom, boom, boom. Like, I feel like they had, like, 10 girls scheduled every 20 minutes, sort of. Wow. was fast. Like, there was, like, when I was leaving, there was more gr new group coming in. Like, and it was all day long for, like, three days like that. Which is just a testament to how many women wanted to post for Playboy. Like, it was a big deal. Yeah, for sure. But, um, so, like, two weeks later, I was at work, and I was working at a cardiology office at the time. And I had told my office manager about what I was, what I had done and everything, and everybody at work was super excited for me even the the doctors that uh work there some of them knew about it I was at work and my office manager got a phone call and it said can you please speak with Bridget and she's like can I ask who's calling and she said um Stephanie and she said Stephanie from and she said I'd rather not say and so uh my office manager at the time was like okay that's weird but she sort of had an inkling maybe you know and so she you know transferred the call and she's like Bridget there's um somebody named Stephanie on the line for you she won't tell me who she's from and I was like, because I knew, I knew what that name meant. She was right underneath Marilyn Grabowski. Okay, so I, but I knew, I knew that that was a good sign. So I ran back into one of the doctor's offices and I picked up the phone and she was like, oh, hi, um, Bridget, this is Stephanie from Playboy. And I uh, just wanted to let you know, we got your test photos and um, really like what we saw. And we want to have you come out to, to LA and do a photo shoot. We're going to do your hair and your makeup and do like a, a test, a Playmate run. And I was like, I mean, I was just dying. Like, I feel like I couldn't even, I feel like my ears were buzzing. I was just so excited and she said so I want to see what your schedule looks like like maybe in the next couple weeks I can have you come out and I'm like yes 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 I'll make make time you know whatever so yeah it was it was super exciting um they I went out there it was in October and so they invited you to stay at the mansion right yeah so you stay for a couple of days so they flew me in there and then um a, you know car service is waiting for you at the airport they take you to the mansion I was just like so excited I couldn't believe I was in a car service thing in LA even and we pulled up to the back gate and they were like yeah I have Bridget here and the gate opens and I was just like this is insane and um it was the back gate so we went in and we just pulled in like a I don't know 10 20 feet and uh security came and they grabbed my bags out of the car and they put them in the doorway of the guest house and they said this is the guest house this is where you'll be staying in a few minutes a butler will come down and give you uh, a tour it's such a bad move to bring people in through the back gate like don't you want to bring a newbie in the front gate so you see like the house and it's all majestic because when you go in the front gate at the mansion it's like this winding driveway and you get this beautiful view of the house and the front driveway and the fountain but if you're driven in the back gate you're like driven up next to the guest house and like a pile of junk yeah yeah totally <laughs> but you know what I was so excited I didn't even care and I thought the guest house was like so adorable it was like this little fairy hut type thing so I get in there and um I'm waiting and I'm waiting and oh well let me just say this guest house, I mean, did you ever see it when it was a rustic cabin? No, I've seen pictures from like right after, because the first person to decorate it was Barbie Benton, who was Hef's girlfriend in the 70s. And she was really into like country western and antiques. And I've seen pictures of it back before it was remodeled, back when it had like a full living room and a kitchen. And it was like an old antique It even had like reclaimed wood everywhere. Yeah. It was like a 70s country western. I mean, it felt pretty legit like you were in a country cabin like in the 1800s because it had like that 
thing. What do you call them? The like fire a, stoker. Yeah, like this huge fire thing. I don't even know. The kitchen was like super rustic. I don't even know if it had running water. It was just rustic. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of something that would be next to like Country Bear Jamboree in Disney World. Yes. <laughs> it's like that look. Frontierland. Very Frontierland. <laughs> so I was like a little blown away that that was kind of where we were staying. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. And, I mean, the bedrooms were okay, but the, the living room and the kitchen area just was so weird. It wasn't really on brand for Playboy, I feel like. Not at all. And the TV, I mean, everything was just so old and so rustic. It was yeah. crazy. And they, the butler did not come and did not come. And I was just sitting there. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to leave the guest house because I didn't know if I'd get in trouble for walking around. I didn't know if I could use the phone because it was a long distance call. <laughs> and so I just like sat there in this weird frontierland cabin, not knowing what to do until finally a butler came. And it was a butler that still worked there when I came back later. Who was it? Jameson. Jameson. Yeah. He finally came and he gave me a little like quickie tour around the mansion. He showed me like, you know, the monkeys and how you could feed them and where the game house was and the pool and the gym and the bathhouse and um, and told me that at five o'clock would be dinner and I could meet in the great hall or, or meet in the dining room for dinner and that I was sh- sharing a room with a playmate, Stacy Fusen. I love her. Yeah. And that there was another girl that was also testing with me the next day and that she would be in later that night because she was flying in from Florida. So he gave me a tour. That was cool. Uh, he told me that Stacy Fusen, who was the playmate I was going to be sharing a room with, wasn't she was out of town, wouldn't be there till the next day. Um, late that night, this girl that I was testing with uh, came in and we hit it off. And we just stayed up talking all night long. Do you keep in touch with her? Who is she? I did for a little while, but I lost contact with her at some point. The next day, we had to get up early. We went to, we a car picked us up, took us to the studio. We got hair and makeup ready. I remember it was so fun. Um, we had curlers in our hair and big old fluffy robes on. And then they said, okay, we're going to go out to this location in um, in Topanga Canyon, this house. And so they, I remember they said, meet us out. The makeup artist is going to drive you out there. Meet us out front. And we were standing outside of Santa Monica Boulevard with our rollers in our hair and our robes on and slippers. And the car came swinging around. <laughs> that like, is a sight. I, we had robes. Wait, your robes? They wanted us to stay in robes so that we didn't have any clothing lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they didn't want you to wear anything tight fitting so it didn't like make a mark on your skin yeah and we got up to the house and I was first to go it wasn't really my look the house is very again rustic I remember seeing those pictures it's like a cabin yeah it was woodsy it's just not my thing but whatever like I mean they don't ask you what you want and it's just a test photo and stuff so um I remember the girl gave me this like little little panties and a little sheer top to wear and dressed it up with like a little bit of jewelry and some like heels that I would never wear this day like they're the short kitten heels by the way do you hate the word panties no I actually kind of like it. that's so funny I know people hate it I know you hate hate it it. (laughs) but I kind of think it sounds naughty when you say it and I love it 
It's making a comeback, guys. And the those heels, which I think are just not attractive on people. And we went outside and we were shooting on the front porch. I remember at one point this hummingbird almost landed right on me and I thought that was a really cool sign. I remember at one point the UPS driver showed up and walked up. Oh my God, how awkward. Yeah, embarrassing. He didn't seem to mind though. And then, uh, and then we did some pictures. There was like an infinity pool. First time I'd ever even seen an infinity pool. But yeah, because we they were kind of new novel back then, right? Yeah. We had some pictures next to that. And uh, yeah, I felt really good about it. I mean, you, I feel like you always think you could have done better after the fact and you wish you were more relaxed and stuff. But I still felt good and I was still really excited. And after I was done shooting, they, they brought me back to the mansion. But the other girl had to stay there longer because um she was just getting started she was like you know came a little bit after for start hair and makeup so she was that bitch got golden hour she did for sure and I remember she's not a bitch I'm not calling you a bitch if you're listening that was that was just my word of choice and I remember seeing the start of her photo shoot while I was waiting for the car and she was standing like on the edge of that infinity pool with like the sun going down behind her like the sun beautiful sunset and she was like super tall and thin and she was like already a professional model and she was like had her legs out and her hands on her hips and she it looks so picturesque and statuesque and I thought oh my gosh and here I am taking these dumpy little country girl photos on the front porch and she's like got this like golden everything sparkly with a beautiful sunset she's got this in the bag I thought so what happened after you went back so I get back to the mansion and Stacy's there and she's rushing around getting ready to go to buffet dinner and she's like, oh, it's buffet dinner. You made it. She was so nice. She introduced herself like so, so nice. And she's like, um, we only have a few minutes to get to buffet dinner. You have to come to dinner. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I want to and everything. I'm so nervous and I have to, uh, I don't know, I had to change into like a sundress because they told me you have to wear a sundress to that. And she was like, okay, well, hurry up and get changed. I'll be in there already. I'll save you a seat. And I was like, okay, cool. And so she went running off to the thing and I, I was wishing she would wait for me because I didn't want to walk in by myself, but whatever. So I walk, I go in and I didn't know, like you get up to the front door and I didn't know, like, do I just walk in? Do I need to ring the doorbell? Do I knock? Like, what do I do? That's the weird thing is like, I mean, you didn't need it to be this way because the mansion had so much security, but the front door was never locked, No, which is so strange to me. But at the same time, I felt super weird just walking into Hef's house and be like nobody explains all the rules yeah so I just kind of delayed for a minute and then I walked in and it was there was music playing but there was nobody in the hall but I could hear voices coming from the dining room and I walk in and there was Hef the first time I'd seen him and I was like oh my god there he is and um Stacy was sitting there and she did indeed save and this was also this was October of 98 and it was before like Dickie Bam was sitting there or any of those people. Oh, the seating arrangement hadn't been established. So let's give a little timeline as to where Hef was during this point in his life. So around, earlier that year, he had separated from his wife. So he was now dating Brandy and two twins. Yes. Right? Were they at buffet dinner? They were not. Okay. And apparently the seating hierarchy hadn't taken hold. No. Because once we got there, there was such a weird hierarchy with like the seating. Oh, and we're going to get so into all drama. of that. Don't you dare sit in the wrong seat. Yeah. Who would have known? But there was none of that. So uh, Stacy was sitting like where Dickie would normally sit, which is to the left of Hef, kind of. And when she saw me come in, she scooted one over and left the one like between her and Hef and was like patting it to come sit down. And so I went and sat down and then she introduced me to Hef and Hef was like, oh, let's do a photo. And so we went out into the great hall and like a butler took a photo of us together. And I was just so nervous. And he asked me how my test went. And I said it went really good I think I hope you know and he was very nice and um we went back in and had dinner and then all, before I knew it he was like standing up and yelling movie time and everybody went into the living room and uh I I sat like a couple of rows back because I wasn't really sure where to sit and he sat up on the edge of the couch and read these notes and I didn't know he did that it was like so cool and it was all everything about the movie we were about to watch every detail like how much it made and how much it cost and who was sleeping with who and everybody involved with it and do you remember what the movie was yes a letter for seven wives I think 
how prophetic you have so many weird coincidences in your story like I can't yeah and you know what I've never thought about them before until you point them out like I don't see those things then he started the movie and we were well into the movie when all of a sudden I saw the curtain part a little bit and the girl the girl that I was testing with was finally there and uh she snuck around and came and sat down next to me and we were finishing up the movie and then Hef got up and he was going towards the back to go use the bathroom or something and and he walked by and he grabbed our head and kissed her and then we'll, and then finished walking by. And we were both like, oh, my God. And we were like freaking out. Like, what does that mean? It's so weird, right? Because he's so affectionate with just random girls who enter his orbit. It's it, like you don't know what to make of it when you're a young woman. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yeah, well, he didn't like kiss her on the lips. He just like kissed her on the head. You know, like the top of the head, like a, it was a friendly hello, but he never, they'd never met. Yeah, that's so weird. So it was strange. So we were like tripping out. And then after the movie was over, um, Hef and a bunch of his friends were sitting around discussing it and stuff. And I stuck around. And so did the girl that I was testing with. And then, and then sadly for her, Hef, Hef came up to us and said, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were somebody else. You know what? He would kind of do stuff like that though. So when you told me the story, I didn't, th- like it's weird and like, like a real world context yeah but it's not that weird for him so yeah. I was like oh yeah yeah totally so uh that was kind of a bummer because we thought like oh my god she's somebody special <laughs> like he will he really is drawn to her and then he said what are you girls doing tonight and Ooh. I know we were like um and I was sort of nervous about this you know but I was also excited and not going to turn down an offer well I mean I w- you okay, might want to clarify what kind of offer. Yeah, I wasn't expecting a sex offer, but he kind of made it sound like going out or that kind of thing. So I was like interested in what he had to say. And he said, um, and we said, oh, we were just going to go check out the grotto and like relax from our shoot today and stuff. And he's like, well, um, I, I really, uh, would you guys be interested in going out if, the, if my girlfriends are interested? And we were like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, they, um, Brandy has a headache tonight, so I'm not sure if we'll go out, but I'm going to talk to her. A headache wouldn't have been a good excuse for us to get out of, I feel like, later on down the road. No way. If I had told him I had a headache, he'd be like, oh, that's too bad. What time are you going to be ready? <laughs> like, get down get down there by 10. Exactly. Like, you have to be on your deathbed to miss out by the time we live there. But when what went through your head then? Like, did you know he had multiple girlfriends before he said that? Or were you like, wait, girlfriends? No, at this time, I had definitely, like... I had started getting the magazine now and I was following the the those pages World of Playboy and stuff and I knew that he had Brandy and the twins and this other random girl that would stay there too. I didn't know who she was at the time really. And so we were excited that we might go out with Hef and stuff and we went back to uh, our thing, our room and I was calling home, like telling them all about the day and stuff because I was told we could make long distance phone calls. It was fine. And then the other line was ringing because it was one of those office phones that has multiple lines. And so I was like, it kept beeping and lighting up and I was like, do I answer this other line that's ringing? I don't know. I feel weird about answering so I was like, what? I was like, hold on, hold on. Let me answer. I was like, hello. And he's like, hello, my darling. It's Hef. And I was just like, what is happening right now? And he said, so it turns out the girls don't want to go out tonight, but would you like to go to the grotto with us? And I was like, that took a turn. <laughs> I was, well, at, 
I wasn't, still was not thinking sex at all. He has three girlfriends. Like, there's no way he's talking sex. But do we want to go to the, uh, that was in my head. No way. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) But was he? (laughs) (laughs) But do we want to go to the grotto? Yeah. So we're all excited. We're whipping on our bathing suits really quick. And the, before we could even get them like fully tied, the door, back door of that um, guest house opens up and Hef walks in with uh, the twins and Jessica. They had their hair in the tightest ass curls I've ever seen, like Shirley Temple style. And he said, turns out the girls don't want to go in the grotto tonight because Brandy has a headache and the girls just spent all day in the salon getting their curls done. So they don't want to ruin it in the grotto. Again, another excuse that wouldn't have worked in our day. (laughs) Must have been nice. No way. (laughs) And we were like, oh, we were so disappointed because, I mean, again, we were not thinking sex. We were thinking have we get to know us and really want us to like learn learn about us and want us to be in the magazine we would stand out maybe so that was weird um so they backed out and they just went to upstairs I don't know what they went to do but we were just back to square one went to the grotto and just walked around and checked things out and then there was a um I have to back up one there was a party, though, one of the nights I was at the mansion. There was, a like, a rental party going on. And I came downstairs, and I was in the Mediterranean room, and there was this woman there. Um, she was one of, like, the, have social secretaries. And we stayed up talking so late. And um, she's like, I have good vibes about you. I have really good, you know, I think you're going to make it. I think I'm going to see you back here. And... And I remember um, there was a playmate. She was outside with some guy, and I guess he was being mean to her. So she came in, and she was, like, all upset and was crying to this woman and stuff. And this woman was, like, telling her about how she didn't need to put up with that stuff. And I just thought, this is such a cool place. Like, it's women sticking up for women and women helping women and women, like, encouraging other women. And, like, it just seemed like such a safe place to be for a woman and – I was just super excited about the opportunities that were ahead. Yeah, it really, you know, in my early days just coming to parties and stuff, I had that feeling too. Like it really feels like a safe place. Yeah. In the beginning when you're on when you're on that layer of the onion <laughs> looking in, for sure. You know what's weird to me about your story about Hef asking if you wanted calling and asking if you wanted to go to the grotto while you're out in the guest house is it reminds me of Dorothy Stratton's story. Why? What? Well, I read the book that Peter Bogdanovich wrote about her. For those who don't know, Dorothy Stratton was a Playmate of the Year in the 80s and she was very tragically murdered during her Playmate of the Year reign when she was only 20. I hope this isn't one of my coincidences. I know, but um, the guy she was seeing at the time, Peter Bogdanovich, wrote a book about the whole thing, and I read it years after I left the mansion, and that was part of her story, too, was she was um, staying in the guest house, and Hef just randomly called and said, do you want to go to the grotto? And allegedly some bad stuff happened after that. You know, I wasn't there, so I don't want to say. On that night in the grotto? Oh, well, I guess it's a good thing we didn't go to the grotto, maybe. So what else happened on your trip before you left? That was pretty much it. I mean, it was a packed, like, three days full of stuff. And, I mean, I just saw so much from parties to the movie to the buffet to the Playboy Studios to doing a a test shoot on location. I just met so many amazing people. I remember I was just... When I got home, I was just so excited. I told anybody who would listen every detail of everything that happened. Still do. Anybody that wants to hear, as you can tell. And um, I I remember writing the photographer and the whole staff at Playboy that helped me, like a thank you note, how much fun I had and how they made me feel so comfortable. And I remember they wrote back and said they thought I was going to get it. And I I found that card the other day in my scrapbooks. And so I just really was optimistic and I really thought my chances were really good. So did you ever hear back if you got it or not? It took forever. I, it took uh, like a year and a half before I heard back. That is crazy. I was, you know, just going to school. I was, that's when I was um, working on my master's degree and I was just trying to stay busy with other things and also trying to think, well, if this doesn't happen, but in the back of my mind, I was always like, no, it has to happen. It was, everything was so positive and optimistic. Like it just seemed so like it was going to happen. And then one day I got a letter and I knew 
I didn't even want to open it because it wouldn't have been a letter. If I got it, it would have been a phone yeah. call. And it was a letter, and I was so devastated. And it just said, you know, um, we have many people that we choose, many females that we choose from, and we can only pick 12 girls in a, in a year. And unfortunately... How do you feel about that four covers later? Oh, <laughs> I know. Well, I guess that's the best thing that could have happened given given our four magazine covers now. But at the time, I mean. No, devastating. Yeah. I was because and then when you wait, when you have such a positive experience and then you wait a year and a half and like three times you're told no news is good news. Like, again, like you were saying, I didn't expect to be the Millennium Playmate mm-hmm. or anything like that. I just thought one month, any month, yeah. I'll take any month. And, and I was I was very devastated. So how I got to the mansion for my first time, I was going to school in Portland. I transferred to Loyola Marymount in L.A., um, got a job at Hooters. I was doing a double major, working just to pay my bills and also trying to audition and take acting classes and stuff like that. So that was a lot. And I was kind of flopping at all of it because I was trying to do so many things. And I remember when I was working at Hooters, there were a couple girls, like all the girls who worked there were cute. And there were a couple girls, like some of the prettiest ones who got invited to Playboy Mansion parties. And everybody would talk about it. And they would want to hear from the girls, like what celebrities they saw there and everything. And back then, this was in 2000, Playboy parties were really exclusive. And they were the party you wanted to go to in LA. And And he had only started throwing the parties a few years before, so it kind of had this novelty. Like, he had been kind of out of the public eye for so long, you know, being married and hadn't been throwing parties. So when he started throwing parties again in 98, it was like almost this really cool retro thing, like going back in time, and you can finally go to a Playboy Mansion party. So these parties were really exclusive, and you were not allowed to bring cameras in. If you got caught with a camera, you'd be kicked out. Nobody had cameras on their phones back then, so it was really exclusive and secretive, and every girl I knew wanted to go to the Playboy I mean, every guy I knew too, but the girls kind of thought they had a chance. So every girl wanted to go to the Playboy Mansion, and I didn't get invited I didn't even know how to go about getting invited because the few girls that I knew who went weren't sharing their hookup you know what I mean everybody wanted to keep it so exclusive and there was no way really you know like I said the internet was a baby it's not like you could go on reddit and be like how do I get invited to this party you know what I mean so I didn't get invited until I started working for Hawaiian Tropic on the side and when you worked for Hawaiian Tropic you would just they would give you parts as like extra or a small feature part in a movie and you'd wear like a bikini or a Hawaiian Tropic t-shirt or go to an event wearing a Hawaiian Tropic t-shirt like really easy job and also you would be expected to like do the bikini contest too and I did one and I remember Hef's doctor was there watching and he told the organizer he wanted to invite all the girls that were in the contest to the next Playboy party. So I was so excited to finally get to go. And somehow my roommate happened to get invited too. So we were so excited. And just going up to that first party, it was just so overwhelming. It was just the biggest party I'd ever been to, the most elaborate party I'd ever been to, the most beautiful party. Like there was a tent covering the whole backyard and there were like fairy lights and all the trees. And there was like the zoo with the exotic animals. So wait, was like, this Midsummer's then? Yeah, it was Midsummer okay. Night's Dream in 2000. And you would see celebrities everywhere. And and like big movie stars at the time were going, like Jim Carrey, Leonardo DiCaprio, like Cameron Diaz. Like you would see all these people And it was just overwhelming. And I remember I didn't even stay that long because it was like, I just felt like I got so much out of it just by being there for a couple hours. And I remember I went to Hef's table and like introduced myself to him. And he was just like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. But he was meeting a ton of other people. I didn't really think anything about it. I thought he seemed kind of vacant. And it was just really cool to finally go to that party. It was just an experience that was cool to have for itself. Like I wasn't going trying to be noticed. Like it would have been cool. Like don't get me wrong. If somebody would have been like, oh, you should be the next playmate. But that really wasn't my MO in going to the parties at the time. It was just like those were the really cool parties to go to. Everybody wanted to hear your stories when you went. Yeah. It was just exciting. How long after you had tested, what did you go to LA? Oh, this was, um, there was 
a gap. I don't remember exactly when I tried out for the Millennium Search. Weren't they doing that bus in like 98, maybe early 99? Yeah. Something like that. So it was at least like a year and a half later that I moved to LA and that I went to the Midsummer's party. One of the things that made an impression is I remember going over to Hef's table to say hello to him. I remember noticing the twins that he was dating at the time. And they just looked so gorgeous. They were so tall, so skinny, so tan. They were wearing the most beautiful costumes, just these glittery, sparkly, like lingerie outfits. They had their hair done perfectly, their makeup. They had these little butterfly clips in their hair. They just looked phenomenal. And also just for future reference too, it's interesting what I saw that night and the story Hef told me later about that night. Because later, after I moved into the mansion, at one point Hef told me the story of that party and how stressed out and miserable he was because I guess Brandy had just left and I guess the twins were really late coming down to that party and that had like oh, that's a no-no threw him over the edge because one thing I would have never guessed about him just knowing him as an outsider is he's really insecure like no one would ever guess that because he's accomplished so much and he was such an icon and he was so wealthy and, and had women throwing themselves at him. But he was really insecure and he had a really deep insecurity of ever showing up without women on his arm. Which is weird because you and I know if he went down there by himself and just sat down, all these women would suddenly flock to the table. Like he'd be overwhelmed. But for him... He had a really big insecurity about it. And that's interesting to know later on as we discuss things we went through after we moved in. It's important to know. But it's also important to know because what I saw as just a party guest looked like a happy trio. And the twins looked so beautiful and put together. And Hef seemed a little vacant and off, which now I look back knowing what I know now. And I'm like, oh, he was probably like thrown off and was not in a good mood. But at the time, I just thought he seemed a little out of it, maybe a little overwhelmed because he was saying hi to so many people. But it's just different what you see on the outside. Like you think everything looks together. And then later when I got to know him better and he told me a story about that night, I knew it was a really bad night for him. And like his insecurities were all bent out of shape yeah so just goes to show you might think you know but things aren't always what they seem so I think that's a good stopping point for now because we've been talking for quite a while yeah but we have a lot to get into first of all I thought we would cover more in this hour than we did so we have a lot to get into before yeah. we even hit that first episode we have us moving in. We have our first night upstairs in the bedroom. We have like all the drama with the other girls. Like we have so much to get into. So next week is going to be wild. Very wild. So we'll see you then. Bye. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.